Uh, this week we are celebrating Thanksgiving and remembering the Lord. Not much has changed in 3,500 years as Moses implores the people as they see the blessings that come to them not to forget the Lord. His sermon was originally recorded at Castle Rock Middle School, November 23rd, 2014. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Uh, today we are giving thanks, some of you giving thanks that we're not talking about marriage for the seventh week in a row. I think that went well. I got a lot of good uh, feedback from that, at least that uh, the sermon series on marriage. Appreciate your patience on that. Even if, if you are married, you can put it into practice. But if you're not married, this is something that you think of as how you, how you function. And, um, or if you've got kids, what they should be looking for as they talk about a spouse. What is God's idea when it comes to marriage? So uh, that's what we looked at. This, today we're talking about Thanksgiving, which is kind of exciting. And before we even uh, explain Thanksgiving, we have to f- explain some covenants uh, which it seems like we do this like every three weeks if we talk about covenants. But the one that we want to clarify today is, I'll just put the, the two things on, the Old Testament covenant versus the New Testament covenant. Um, there's all kinds of covenants or agreements or promises that God makes with his people in the Old Testament. Um, some he makes to Abraham. He says, here's my one-way deal. Um, I'm going to send a savior of the world. He made that to Adam and Eve. I'm going to send a savior to take care of things. That's a one-way thing that continues for all people for all time. But there's also certain laws or certain agreements that God makes with his people for a specific time to a specific people. Um, the classic example I use is in the Garden of Eden. Um, he told um, Adam and Eve, you know, do not eat from this tree. Well, that tree is no longer there, and so you can't wake up and high-five yourself because you have not broken that law. So that's a covenant to a specific people for a specific time. One of the covenants that God made was to Moses and his people. So they go up to the top of Mount Sinai, and God has 613 laws along with the Ten Commandments and says, okay, here's the deal. If you follow my covenant, if you, if you follow this agreement, things are going to be pretty good for you. In fact, he, this is a two-way deal. You follow your end of the deal, and then my end of the deal, God says, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to bless you. If you show your love for me, I'm going to pour out my blessings on you. And we see examples of that as the people go into the new land. And he says, hey, here's the deal. Um, you go around Jericho seven times and you do this certain thing and the walls come tumbling down. What, of course, happens? God follows through. He says, I'm going to bless you. He explains just before the section that we get to today that, um, in fact, he has not even burned up uh, like their clothes. They wore the same clothes for 40 years. So I'm trying to do that. I've done it for three years, I think, in a row. But you wear the same clothes for 40 years, God said, and they didn't even wear out. And my clothes have not worn out. So this is God working through that. That's beautiful. Um, so you'll see the same gray suit when I'm, how old, 40, 78? If I'm still preaching when I'm 78, you know, we need to we have a talk. Um, so when I come visit you, as this church is doing very well, when I'm 78 years old, you can still see, hopefully I have the gray suit on, I can still fit into it. So um, we are looking at a covenant where God says, here's the deal. I'll take care of you if you take care of me. Do we have that same agreement now in the New Testament? Are we still God's chosen people? In a a way. Um, We don't have the same agreement that the Israelites have, and that's good. I mean, part of that agreement of those 600 laws to say, you are my people, said, like, you can't have shellfish. So if you like shrimp, out the door. You can't do that. You like lobster, can't eat that. Um, God says you can't cook a goat in its mother's milk. And if that's one of your cooking practices that you now use, you could not do that. God also says uh, in that covenant, I want 10% of your income to come to me and I'm going to bless you. We don't have that. I mean, it's a parameter on some some sense in the New Testament, but it's not a law. 
So where does this shake out? Um, God says, follow my laws now, and there is no promise that there's automatic blessings that come with that. It's like, don't commit adultery and you get a new SUV. That's not in the Bible. Instead, God says, if you follow my laws, you're not going to run into problems. So this is um, where we get to Moses getting ready to talk to the people. So things have not changed much in 3,500 years. Just kind of put your brain around that. We were talking about the pilgrims. Who thought it was a long time when you said 400 years? Just saying it out loud, I'm like, that's a long time ago. I wonder if they thought that then. They're like, man, this is a long time ago. Um, So right then, Moses is 3,500 years ago. That's a lot. So 3,500 years, the people have been wandering in the desert because they were disobedient. They didn't follow God's commands. And God said there's going to be repercussions for that. They're getting ready to go in the new land. Moses is going to die, and he says, here, there's something, some things I want to tell you. And so the whole book of Deuteronomy, I don't know how this worked, but it says like the whole people in one accord were agreement, but we have this giant mass of people, and Moses is saying, here's what you need to know. And I don't think things have changed too much in 3,500 years. So Moses says, when you have eaten and are satisfied, I think that's appropriate. Not many of us are going to push away from the table in four days, thinking, could use it a little more. Uh, Praise the Lord your God, for he... For the good land he has given you. This is the land of Israel. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God. Now, there's a number of ways you can forget. Um, As kids grow up, how often do you have to say to your kids when someone gives them a gift? You have to give them like the eyes, right? Say, and sometimes you prompt them, say, did you say? And they're like, thank you, right? I mean, so you, you have to prompt your kids, right? And, like, someone sends them a gift, they got to send a card out, or um, they got to say thank you. This is things you prompt your kids with. Moses is kind of prompting the people of Israel. He's like, okay, as you go to this new land and everything's getting settled, do not forget the Lord. Now, there's a couple ways you can do that. Uh, One is you can just hold it in your heart and never actually express it. So has anyone read this book? Uh, You can see it, Donald Miller, A Million Miles in a Thousand Years. Okay, Um, well, one of my favorite blog guys, his name's Michael Hybett, most of the time, he's got really good stuff to say. He, put out, he published, he said, here's my 10 favorite books of all time. So I've been listening or reading one of those books every week. So this is the one I'm on now. This, the other one was The Essentialist, which I'll talk about in a second. So in this book, I'm listening to this book, and I'm like, man, this sure sounds like the guy, because it's kind of like episodal. I don't know if that's the right word, but episodic maybe would be the word. It, it's just like these little snippets of information and life observation, like Seinfeld kind of that somehow connect into this bigger picture. And while I'm listening to this book, I'm like, you know, this sounds like the guy from Blue Like Jazz. Has anyone ever heard of Blue Like Jazz? All right, so some people, it's like their favorite book all the time. I didn't especially care for the book, and now I got tricked into reading his other book. So I'm like, well, I'm this far in. I already paid the money for Audible, so I'm listening to the book. But he was talking about our lives, and he's a writer, and he's making, they want to make a movie of his life after reading Boo Like Jazz. So these guys are like sleeping on his living room floor, and he's supposed to be writing this movie, and he's supposed to be mad at this one point. It's um, talking about story. And he goes, well, why don't I just say that I'm mad? They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't do that in a movie. A movie, you have to show that you're upset. You can't just say it. And then he ties this over, I think, in a good way, that our lives are probably more like a movie than a book. Because you think about the relationships you have, can people read your mind? No, in fact, like you can't just feel something, you have to express that thank you. And even beyond that, this is interesting, God who can read our mind wants more than just the words that go with it. 
So this is what Moses says. When you're eating satisfied, be careful that you do not forget the Lord. And this is how you prove you have not forgotten God. Don't forget him by failing to observe his commands, his laws, his decrees that I am giving you this day. Book number two. Has anyone read The Essentialist? All right, that's really, I think that book is really good. I've enjoyed that. So this is an English guy, um, The Essentialist, but he's got this one thing in there, and you're like, why? It's Thanksgiving, so you're going to learn a little bit about my family. Um, I can't stand that my kids would watch a lot of TV or, like, be in front of the computer. This kind of drove me nuts, and I had no real way to solve it because you don't want to, like, it's exhausting to try and, like, monitor it and be, like, always saying, like, shut the TV off, shut the TV off. So this guy had the system for his kids, he said, here's the deal. I hand out 10 tokens, and they can watch 30 minutes of TV or screen time for each token. But at the end of the week, if they still have some left, they can cash them in for 50 cents a token. I thought, this is brilliant. So I implemented it last week with my kids, which are my experimenters. So Owen's gone in there. Owen has three bucks coming to him, which means he only watched four. Now, you, some of you are purists, and you're like, he watched four hours of TV, uh, two hours of TV. Four. Did I get that wrong? The math is escaping me two hours of TV. So he watched two hours of TV or screen time on computers for the whole week. That is a small victory for me. And I thought, this is the best $3 I've ever paid in my entire life. So screen time goes way down. Why do I have rules like that? Like, like why would you implement rules and come up with stuff like that? Because TV is not good for your kids. Maybe you disagree. That's fine. Something, how they made it is cool. But I mean, most of the times, TV is not good for your kids. So you make these rules. Does God do that with you? When God says, I want you to obey my laws, does God just, like, make stuff up? Like, the Trinity is getting together, and they're like, have you ever watched little kids, and you're like, I wish I had some coloring pages? How many of you volunteered for, like, vacation Bible school? And you have, like, a whole classroom, and you're like, what am I going to do with these kids? And then the Lord, like, manna from heaven, descends coloring pages. You're like, here, kids. Right? Like, what is the, what's the end goal at the end of a coloring page? Let me say it this way. Could someone get a job if all they did is coloring pages? No, you can't do that. So there is no direct benefit with coloring pages. It's just busy work. Is the Trinity getting together like, I don't know what to do with these people? And then, like, God the Father's like, I don't know. What do you think? Like, um, commandments? Should we give them some commandments? No. God's laws are not busy work. And when God says, this is what I want from you, to his people, he says, I don't want you to intermarry this is to the, the Israelites. I don't want you to intermarry with other people. Why? Because he doesn't want them. He says, we got enough laws. We don't need new gods. Like one God is enough, the right God. So I don't want you to mess that up. When God says to you, don't commit adultery, why does God do that? Like busy work? Why does God say don't steal or um, honor, be respectful in your marriage and um, kids don't exasperate your parents and parents don't exasperate your kids? Why does God say this? It's not busy work. God says, this is what is best for you. That's why I give you these rules. And God says, here's a way that you can get, show thanks to me. Follow these rules. You know a little bit about my mother uh, and my father. So my father, the main thing that you usually know is that he always pulls the uh, martyr card. Like we have a family of seven. And we'd all, we used to share pop. Like we'd get one pop and we'd get like on road trips and we'd get sent around the, the room. You know, like this is before giant size. So it's like, what, four or 16 ounces and you would go around. My dad still does that. That's his trick. Like, we all order. He always orders last. And then it comes to him, and we all are like, I'll have the number six with extra meat. You know, we get the, all this stuff, and then my dad will lean in and be like, I'll just have a plain hamburger with a smear of ketchup. 
and a water. And then, like, just to make us all feel guilty, and we've experienced this enough now that we don't feel guilty, here is one of my mom's techniques when I ask her, hey, mom, what do you want for your birthday? And she never tells me anything. Usually she'll either martyr card me and say, like, oh, I could use some socks. I'm like, just go buy some socks. Um, so she either does that or she says, you know what, you could, if you just helped out a little bit. And while I wrote this this week, I got this text from my mother today. This is great. So she's in South Dakota with my grandma who's recovering from surgery. Uh, so it says, Grandma's sleeping peacefully. There's no fever this morning. Uh, we're listening to old hymns on the CD player. And she did respond, good morning. My dad went back. Uh, this is my brother. He's busy making a list and purchasing items for Thanksgiving. I pr- this is a quote I got this morning while I was reviewing the sermon. I pray that you will all pitch in and help. That would be the greatest Christmas gift anyone could give me right now. Except for Jared. He's not there, so he should still buy me something. No, I added the last part. Uh, no. But this is the idea, right? I like when, sometimes a one-time gift just isn't enough. Sometimes a word isn't enough, and you want to make action to show thankfulness again and again and again. And that's what God is asking you to do. And if you want to make impact in someone's life, that they show that you, they, you appreciate them, you can't just give them a gift and call it good. God is saying, and people are saying, this is something that happens again and again and again. Part two. How many of you are familiar with this prayer? It's, it's known as the common table prayer. Does everyone, if you don't know this, this is the secret to, there's like a handbook to becoming a Lutheran, and you're like, I've never heard of this prayer. You've got to learn this. You've got to learn how to cook jello. And um, I think that's about it. I think, and know what the, like the solia gratias and stuff like that mean. I just once a year, you've got to know that. So here's the common table prayer. And I've learned, my, and my family is not very creative. When we get together, we, we did the single prayer, this prayer. That's it, like at every meal. I try and mix it up with my kids now, but we did one prayer. How often do you think, and you figure like 52 times 3, so it's 106 times, um, I got that all wrong, 306 times a year. How often do you think like your heart was totally, when you say this prayer, is, do you think about like every word? Like, Lord Jesus, you are actually my guest sitting right here. How many of you picture that? Every time. You know, give us these gifts that are from you. We give thanks. You, you recognize God's mercy. Or when you, you were a kid, did you say it like I said it? Come, Lord Jesus, be our guest and let these gifts to us. Be like, we'll give thanks to the Lord for his goodness, mercy, endures forever. Amen. It was like roping a calf. You know, like if there was good food, if there was good food there, you just like, done. And what God is saying through Moses is God doesn't want just the words part of it either. So if you're saying, hey, I'm doing all the right things, saying thank you as I get ready for this Thanksgiving, God said there's more to it than that. And this is from Moses. He says, when you've eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Be careful, though, that you do not forget the Lord your God by failing to observe his commands, his laws, his decrees that I'm giving you to this day. Here's the problem. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build fine houses and you settle down when your herds and flocks grow large and your silver and gold increase and everything you have is multiplied. It kind of sounds like where we live today, right? And just as a side note, I have never, um, I've never worked for and with a congregation as blessed and as talented as this group of people. Like in all my experience, I've, we've had congregations. So many of you have very good jobs. So many of you have so many skills that God has blessed you. And here's, this is what I mean right from Moses. As you sit down and say, God has blessed me as he has my own family, and you make minor upgrades over time. Just think back 10 years ago. I bet your shampoo is nicer than it was 10 years ago. 
I bet like the meals you eat out are nicer than they were 10 years ago. And I think I would guess your house is probably nicer, not everybody across the board, but I'm guessing it's nicer than it was 10 years ago. And you make these minor upgrades again and again. And God is saying through Moses, I think to us, when you take a look at that, don't forget the Lord. Because if you do, your heart will become proud and you'll forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt. And he says, guys, let me just remember this. You were in slavery before. He led you through the vast and dreadful wilderness, the thirsty, waterless land with its venomous snakes and scorpions. God brought you water out of a hard rock. He gave you manna, that's food from the, like, bread that came right from heaven, something your ancestors had never known. Why did he do this? To humble and test you that in the end it might go well with you. God has given us so many blessings, it's sometimes hard not to think it's the work of my hands who have done this. God is the one who gives you skills, and it's hard not to think at the end of the day, I'm really good at some things, and I deserve some of these blessings. And what God is saying is, I'm the one who gives you these blessings. Let's move to a serious note. Does anyone recognize that individual? (coughs) Ric Flair, all right. Woo! (laughs) That's Ric Flair, all right. So no one apparently watched wrestling when they were a kid. My parents didn't have a token system, so I was allowed to watch wrestling. So... uh, Ric Flair was one of these wrestlers, and I remember distinctly how uncomfortable this made me. He was going for the bench press world record. I think it was Ric Flair. I could not find any video of this or any photos. I just remember Saturday morning with, like, Coco Beware, and nobody, this is, no, there's no, uh, good, all right. I'm so thankful that no one else recognizes these names. Randy Macho Man Savage, yeah, like, Hulk Hogan, the, yeah, the Birdman, okay, okay. So he's going for this bench press world record, and they had all these guys around, and he was going, it was like 700 pounds or something ridiculous. And this is a humongous, strong human being. The bar is bending. But I remember the spotters, like all roided up, of course, but they're holding the bar. So um, the bar is here, and he's in the middle. Veins were like popping out of their arms because they were trying to get as much effort as they could to lift this up. And I remember as a kid, what are you thinking? He didn't really do it. He didn't do that. There's two attitudes that God is really concerned about, and one, the main one is pride. And when you look at all the blessings this week that God has given you, at the end of the day, when you look at your skills and you look at what the house you have and you look at finished basements or a nice car or um, your nicer hairstyle than you had 10 years ago and all these blessings that God has given on, God says, I don't want you to look inside. I want you to look back and see that I'm the one holding the bar. There's two types of dependencies. There's two types of attitudes you can have. And one is when you look back and see that someone else is holding the bar, there's an attitude of thankfulness. So as we get together this week, as you get together with your family, the attitude that you have is an attitude of thankfulness. God is the one who has brought me up to this point. What's it called, though, when you totally lean on someone for the future? It's not really thankfulness. Faith. And as you look back and think during this time, I'm totally dependent on God in the past. I had no chance. You look forward and say... We got an amazing God. When Adam was alone, he gives him Eve. He takes Noah and his family in the ark, and he has blessed each of you in in unique ways, maybe not ways that I've stated, but you look at the blessings that God has given you, and at the end of the day, you can say, God has blessed me with this, and ultimately God has made a relationship right with me by sending a Savior who takes my sins away, who makes me right with God so that I have something to look forward to, even if this whole world went to pot. But right now, as I stand in this blessing, I'm not going to have a proud heart. I'm going to confess my sins and depend on the Lord. The, 
last thing as we, <laughs> I got to change the picture here. God says, you may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. The, you ever see uh, on TV, this is the last kind of thing, you ever watch TV and you see like a plane crash that happens, this is tragic of course, and they call it survivor's remorse actually, when, when someone who was supposed to be on the plane didn't get on it, have you ever seen those interviews? And they, they're talking to the person and their like alarm went off or um, there's traffic so they couldn't get in it and then just the creepy feeling of knowing like the plane that they were supposed to be on crashed or you've probably experienced this probably more often than that, on a highway, have you ever been late for something? And then you get to the spot where you normally would have been, like right then, and you see like this massive pileup, and you think, oh my goodness, I should have been in that. God has uh, saved us from a train wreck, really. And when you look at the kind of Savior we have that says, I have saved you not just from a temporal death, but an eternal death, I'm sure the people weren't that thankful for all this stuff that happened in their life, and I'm sure you're probably not as thankful when you look back at your life and think, hey, I wish things would go smoother. But some of those things, when they don't go smooth, are things that bring you back to God. I'm sure the people aren't happy when their alarm doesn't go off. I'm sure they're not happy when they're stuck in traffic and they miss their plane, but when they see what they're saved from, God is, his main goal is this. In a a humble heart, recognize that he has saved you from the ultimate goal, and how do we show our thanks to him? Not just in our heart, but in our actions, in our words. Amen.